0: I'll never forget what Pollock said in one of our videos. She said the three ways to get a deal is one, to be the fastest. Second is um, to be good on turns and third is to be good on price. And like, it's just stuck with me. Hey, this is Neeti. And what you're about to hear today is a very special episode with one of the members from our portfolio program. We call these Sensei Sessions. These interviews are designed to give you a perspective about what you can achieve with the right strategies
1: and execution.
0: I hope you enjoy this episode and for free resources, check out our show notes section to see how you can build and scale your portfolio.
1: Welcome to our Sensei session. our It's one of my most favorite things to do is to hear from the graduates of the portfolio program and glean what they've learned and how they're growing their real estate portfolios. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan. And today I get to introduce to you again, Rupali Manga. So Rupali, welcome to the show once again. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited to be here um, and happy to share more about my journey.
1: I love it. And I will say that people just get so inspired because the students in the program, they like to share their step-by-step and we, we learn so much from that. So let's just kind of start from the beginning in case you missed that first show, uh, what do you do for a day job? Where do you live? How did you get started in real estate?
0: Yeah. So for my day job, I'm actually um, in digital marketing. I, hit up a, I head up a digital marketing team for an ed tech startup. Um, and I work with um, digital marketing experts to essentially teach college students um, digital marketing. So we work very closely with the universities to make sure that College students in this day and age are equipped with in-demand tech skills. So that's my day job. Um, I currently live in Los Angeles. I'm originally from New York. I moved out to the West Coast last year because my husband's from here. A very different culture than being from the East Coast, that's for sure. Um, but I really like it. It's beautiful out here. And how did I get in, started in real estate? Actually, so um, really I got started in real estate in 2020. Uh, I can't even think of it. I, I think it was 2020 uh, or end of 2020. And um, I, at that time was, maybe it was 2021, but it was definitely not this year. Um, I, at that time was, uh, I just had a baby. It was my second baby. And I had taken some time off from work at that time. And I really just started thinking about like, what's next, right? Like when you have a, when you have started having children, like your view on life, kind of starts shifting, right? And that was a shift for me. Like, what is it that I really want to do? Like, what am I creating for my kids? And all of those questions started popping into my head. And um I never really connected the dots until probably very recently that I guess it's no surprise that I was very interested or attracted to the real estate world because my dad is a real estate investor. Um and he's you know he owns properties and my husband is in real estate like he is in commercial real estate financing um i never thought that i would actually be interested in him but i guess you know subconsciously things impact you in ways that you'll never know mm-hmm. um so yeah and then i just started you know having those questions and conversations with myself and one of the things most important things for me is to create something for my kids right to create a legacy to to not just be in the day-to-day grind and like what are where is this really going to take me at the end of the day um and that's kind of what started it so i started doing a lot of research and um we you know listening to a lot of podcasts and all of those things and we decided to actually purchase a um a new construction um, house in florida in north port maples um and it was a new construction it wasn't going to be ready it was, it was supposed to be ready last year, and then it kept getting pushed out. Obviously, the pandemic, supply Gosh. shortages, all sorts of things. And then earlier this year, they reached out saying, actually, the price has increased by 60 grand for that property, and it's not going to be ready until later this year. We're like, already way overdue, and we need the full deposit, everything right up front. So it was just a lot of changes and Long story short, that property didn't work out. We decided to back out from it. But that is what got me started in real estate. <laughs> um, so my but so with all that said, the first property that actually worked out and I purchased and I closed and I'm working on now is through um is a burr. Right. It's it's the it's through this experience that I've had and the connections I've made here. Um so I can kind of lead you through that if you want. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, the last time we had the opportunity to talk, you were just in the contract signing, I think, or or something something major had happened. So I, I want you to just to recap uh, where the property is, where are you now? And you're still in another milestone for it. So where is this property that you purchased, your Burr property? And what about it made it attractive for you to kind of jump into this deal?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... And I'm happy to share numbers, I would just have to pull it up. But as a, at a high level, the property is actually located in Philadelphia. Um, it's um, in the 19132 zip code for anybody that's in the Philly area. Um, it's in that zip code. And, um, what made me really interested in it was I think the location is good, it's like pretty close to Temple University, so there's a lot going on in that area. Um, you know, I ran the numbers, right? I looked at the model. Uh, we purchased it at 86,000. It was 80,000 and we went up 6,000. We did over asking um, and we actually didn't do contingencies or anything. We bought it as is. And the ARV was shooting anywhere between 200 to 220 ish. Wow. Um, and then, so, you know, obviously the ARV is really strong and then we got a, a construction budget on it, which was very manageable for us given what, you know, we wanted to get what we. I believe we'll get after the ARB, like once it's all done. Um, Yeah, I would say those are the main things. And then, you know, another part of it, I think that was a question, right? Was there yeah. anything? I yeah. yeah, no, 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 it's good. I think the other part of it was, and it kind of ties back to Mike's, this is why I was saying through my experience here, because I um met uh, a friend through this program uh, and she has been an investor in Philly for a long time now and she's the one who i kind of stayed in touch with and she put me in touch with her contractor and i you know things happen very fast and i have to like give full credit because if that relationship wasn't there it might have taken me a little bit longer right because it might have taken me a little bit longer to find a contractor because we all know it's hard to find um good good and available contractors these days so um yeah You know, everything just kind of started aligning and maybe that's like universe's way of telling me that this is the path you need to continue heading down.
1: You know, I think one of the things I've noticed just from talking with a number of you through these sensei sessions is the the community and the community leads you where you need to go. And if it, you know, whatever you call it, whether it's coincidence or what needs to be. Uh, in some cases it's 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 just because you did all the steps you needed to to get to the right place but you were ready once that opportunity came your way even though it probably felt very fast right it probably felt like i need to make a decision yesterday and it <laughs> needs to happen or else i yeah of- yeah it it felt so fast to me um
0: and and it's it's interesting cuz things have changed since then um because when i got the property i remember that week because i'm in the west coast and you know obviously philadelphia is on a completely different coast i was telling my husband i was like i need to ch- something needs to change in order for me to like get a property on the east coast so like i need to be up at like 4 30 in the morning to be looking at deals because i remember i'll never forget what pollock said in one of her videos she said the three ways to get a deal is one to be the fastest second is um to be good on turns and third is to be good on price and like it's just stuck with me and, I, and I, I was like, what can I do to get a deal, right? Because we we know that it's so hard. And yes, you can compete on price and, and all those things. But being number one is goes a long way. Like if you're one of the first people that's putting an offer and you get it like two hours after it goes on the market, you know, that plays a role into it. Um, and it, and it, that's exactly what it was. Like I saw the property on a Wednesday, I remember. It was 5 a.m. I contacted my agent by 8 a.m. They were in it by the afternoon. We had a contractor in the same day. And like the next day we put an offer in
1: yeah. and it was done. You were not playing around. Like you yeah. you were very serious in all of this.
0: <laughs> okay, we got we got to jump, you know. And I think I think I was also like, because of my experience for my other, the new construction, I was just so like done waiting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. matter so where are we right now in it? Like where in the process are you? You had rehab to do. You you have closed all that. So where are you in the process exactly? Yeah.
0: So right now we're in, in the in the rehab process. Um yeah, lots of things like transpired since then. So we signed the contract on May sixth, right? So it's been a little over a month. Uh we meaning we closed on May 6th. Um, so it's been a little over a month. Um, and then after that you know, working with the contractor to get like a more itemized quote and more detailed walkthrough took a little bit. And then we signed an agreement. So we didn't have like a signed agreement between myself and our contractor until May 27th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it's not that long long time ago, but it's been a few weeks and it's, you know, things have been taking a little longer than I would have liked, but they, so basically where we are now is um, this project ended up becoming a lot bigger than I had anticipated because it's a, it's, Not for a price point, like I'm I'm still okay with the price point, um, but it's just, it ended up becoming like a full gut and I didn't realize that, but there's water damage. So what happened, you know, we don't have like contingencies or anything, right? You buy it as is. And I knew that like, I'm going to have to kind of roll with it because I am buying a property as is. So there was water damage, there's mold in the house, there's uh, lead, all the things, right? So, um, so my contractor was like, we're going to have to like, he like took off everything, like the walls, the floors, everything. So we're really redoing it from scratch. From the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. From the inside out because of like all the mold issues and we just want to be super careful. Um, so with all that said, um, you know, we just like this week and I'm going to actually speak tomorrow after this finished like cleaning out because they had to the demolition process was so long because they had to they're like taking everything out um so we officially done with that and this week they started like fixing up the framing in the house that's where we are okay that's where we are um so there's still a long road ahead of us um i am gonna actually be speaking to him right afterwards to get an update on timeline because when we spoke three weeks ago it was like oh in eight weeks we'll be done that's not happening obviously Right. I'm anticipating by the end of August, probably early September is when we're, it's looking more like it'll be around that timeline. Um, but yeah, just like the initial clean out took a long time because we're like, we do.
1: You are so calm. I had, I, you're, you're so calm talking about what sounded like more cosmetic stuff in the very beginning, maybe as you were looking at it through pictures. And then you have the inspection and it's like a full gut, which um, does something to your budget, right? So how are you managing all of this? And you have not seen the property. Am I right about that or you have? I have not physically been there. Okay. Um, but my
0: investor friend that I met through this network is based in Philly and she is incredible. And she and I have stayed in touch and she's visits the property for me once a week. So that helps me significantly. Helps you sleep. Up right yeah exactly like if i didn't have that like i don't need i mean the reason why i decided on the the philly market uh one of the main reasons is that my family's in new york so if needed i could have my brother drive out there once a week um that was the reason why i started in that market like being in the west coast i would have liked to start on the west coast but you can't even do the west coast like it's not even possible um so you know but that that really helps because she'll send me pictures once a week so in terms of like budget, um quite honestly, and this is why I'm calm, the budget didn't increase as much as I thought it was gonna increase. So he initially quoted me uh 44K for everything, and uh, but that included HVAC. Um, and now after everything, he quote and so he removed the HVAC and it went up to forty seven K. So it only went up seven thousand dollars, which it's 47 K, like it's not like 80 K, you know, it's still below 50. Although I am anticipating a 15% contingency, like I'd, you know, buffer that in for anything. So I am like, it still works with my numbers. Basically, if it didn't work with my numbers, i would probably freaking out. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's still a lot, like we're still early on in the process. Um, and I think there's still a lot that needs to happen. And I want to continue seeing how things happen um, and hoping they all kind of go as planned. Right. Um, and then we take it from there because my goal is my next goal is to buy a duplex in the market. Mm-hmm. And if this contra- contractor works out like I'm game to do it with it okay. and move on to duplex. Uh, but I still am feeling him.
1: It's very interesting. It's kind of like a little bit of a dance, like dating a little bit, right? Trying to see the trust is, is it there? How far can you take it? I think it's interesting too, how you're thinking ahead. It's like, this is not the last thing. Yeah. So I want to ask you in the program, so the portfolio program, there are so many modules, so much knowledge in there. How has the program, how is the community? And I, I know the the, the investor who is in Philly has helped you, certainly. But how has the program helped you to kind of manage all of that's come your way through this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, from the basics, I had absolutely zero experience or knowledge of how to do burr. right? So, like, uh, I think Pollock says it in her, maybe in the sessions that we have with her, but also in one of the videos, she says, I don't care if, you know, there's so many different things we're offering to you through this program. I don't care if you don't do any of them, but one thing I want you to do is watch the modules. And I wholeheartedly agree with her. I think that's really the most important part. The community is the mouth- is also very, very important, obviously, right? The relationships are very, very important. Uh, but I think the knowledge and like um, understanding how it all flows, the process of it was really, really valuable to me. Um, and then th- that's one. And then the other thing, too, is I think what I struggled with a lot was like once you get into contract with the contractor or I mean uh, for a property, like what happens after that? The process of like working with the contractor was a little confusing to me in the beginning. Like what comes first, what comes second, you know, all of that. Um, and I think just having those, the weekly calls, the uh, the weekend calls that Nithi started doing have is super helpful because you can jump on. And it's like, not only on Wednesdays do we have these calls with Pollock, but hey, something comes up in the middle, you can jump on, uh, you know, a weekend call with Nippy. Um And I definitely leverage those because there were things that happened and I'm like, shoot, I really need to speak to someone because I don't know. Um, so I think those calls are a huge value line, right? We get to speak with two people who are obviously experts in this
1: field and can answer our questions. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So as far as a takeaway, right, so if you're thinking about one uh, one thing from the modules or something that you learned, um, what would you say is something that someone who may be watching this and they're kind of waiting to get that first deal or waiting to kind of make their first move, uh, what's what should they like watch again or what should they study as they're trying to make that decision, that move? Yeah. I would say that um, I'm
0: gonna say like you should study all of it, really. Uh, uh, I was gonna say the same thing, but <laughs> I'm gonna like. I take mean, more. really, you <laughs> should study all of it. But I mean, if you're still like if you haven't bought your first deal yet, I think the most important thing is definitely nailing down your area. That takes the longest, right? Because I mean, it took me the longest to figure out where I wanted to do it, and it's not it's not like an easy um decision because there's lots of there's obviously you're looking at data, right? You want to see which markets are increasing, employment, population growth, all of that our data's there. And then a lot of it is like personal, right? Like do you want to be close to the property? Do you have family there that can help out? Um, or or other reasons, right? So I think those things is like really just getting very clear, like nailing down like this is it and and not having shiny object syndrome, which is something I suffered if in the past I think a lot of us do the shiny object syndrome which is like there's other strategies but there's also other markets there's a lot of hot markets out there that you could do burn right so it's like just being like putting those like goggles on if you will and just being laser focused like picking this and it's okay to say like hey right now we're doing Philly but my husband and I don't have plans to build the entire portfolio there we actually want to pivot out of Philly into other markets right and and like put our own base in one or two markets and grow there. But it's okay to select one market and start there if you feel more comfortable. And as long as obviously it's a grown market and it's okay to pivot, right? Like, I, and I think that's something I had to sh- change my mindset on because I was a perfectionist. I think I've done a good job like not being a perfectionist anymore because a lot of things are up in the air. Um, <laughs> but I think that's what I used to struggle with is like, I have to get it right. I have to get them, like, this is it. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? You could just get started in one market, trust your gut, long as the numbers work, the data makes sense, just run with it. And if you got to pivot down the way, it's all good. So I think that just getting clear on the market and then the number of
1: fees, the financing, huge, huge. Value. I mean, that Burr spreadsheet is gold if you're trying to make that decision. I love what you said about not being afraid to just start because I know you had the contact with the Philly investor And Pollock is in Philly. So that makes sense to kind of go where there's a lot of information. But you can do whatever you want the next time you invest, right? I mean, you can do whatever you want. And I think that's comforting to know. I think that that was the thing for me is that um, there's so many nerves there,
0: right? Like there's a lot of fear at the end of the day when you're doing something for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, With all of us, we feel that way. And I think like I've learned to understand what what makes me scared and it's like and i'm like you know what like if my fear of doing a a a long distance burr is scary but what is going to help um alleviate some of that like fear right if it means being closer to my family even though by the way my family has not gone to that property once so a part of me is like what but i needed that right like i needed that mentally to know Mm -hmm. and to just like I'm like, okay, if that's gonna, if that's the thing that's gonna get me started, let's just do it. So, what is that like for you, right? Like thinking about that, like what is that thing, what is that barrier that you can remove to be like, this may not be the perfect one, but it's okay because it's gonna get me in the door. And once you're in the door, your mind starts, you know, like you start feeling a lot more comfortable. Like, okay, I, I can do this.
1: Mm-hmm. So what it's said. a mindset game. A lot yeah, of guys, mindset. Everything is a mindset game, right? Whatever gets you to take that next step. Mm-hmm. The last time I we spoke, I, I know you you talked about just your time. And and you you mentioned it just a little bit ago. The things that you needed to do to because you're West Coast time, we're East Coast time, and it really had to be something you were really intentional mm-hmm. because you're not quite yet ready to invest on the West Coast. Right? You're not you're probably gonna you're working on it, I'm sure, <laughs> some point in the future. We're not quite ready. The numbers maybe are not quite there. Um, For those who are wanting to invest out of state and might have a little bit of a time difference like you do, what are some best practices? And you talked a little bit about it earlier, but I mean, maybe a little more specific. You've got a young family. You're yeah. busy. You have a job. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot happening. What does it really look like for you to make all of that happen? So,
0: yeah, that's a really good question because that the structure that i put in place which by the way was after reading the book one that Pollock recommended um that what's that's what really got me started um it was very important for me to get anything done so more specifically what i did is so i i do have two kids i have a four year old and a 21 month old mm-hmm. um so for any parents you all know how that is right um and I have a day job. So what I did was because my life, you know, there's so much, and I have very little free time. I, I I knew that I have to like get in my calendar and block it. So if you actually it's still on my calendar. So in the morning, so I I went in like on a Sunday. I just sat down for like 15 minutes and I planned out my like next few months, and I I blocked it in my calendar. Like I had to mentally, I had to do it that to like. Mentally, again, it's like my whole mind, right? Like mentally, get into that mindset that this is going to happen. So, from four thirty to, I think I put four four thirty to seven thirty, mm-hmm. I would work on real estate, AM, right? Seven thirty to eight thirty, I put in my calendar. I get my kids up, get them ready. My son, get them ready for preschool, all of that fun stuff. Eight thirty to nine, I take a shower. <laughs> I mean, is this this specific, right? Like, I <laughs> take a shower I get ready. And then nine to four, I work on my day job. And then I like I I literally put everything in my calendar and then it's four, like all in colors, right? It's on yeah, colors in your Google calendar. And all of that fun stuff, right? And then four to eight thirty, it's kids' time. No work, nothing. There, it's I'm all theirs. And then eight thirty to I think it was like ten thirty, I would uh work a little bit more. Like if it meant like my day job, I had to get some additional stuff done or real estate stuff, right? There was like a lot of stuff happening. And then I would go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. So, and then that was Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, my kids' sleep time, nap time, I think it was 1.30 to 3.30, 30, 3 30, I blocked out my calendar. And I said, this is real estate time. And then Saturday nights was real estate time. And Sunday nights and Friday nights, I would give myself off. So, like I like, that's very specific, but, like, I had to do that to create time because otherwise, like,
1: you know, like well, goes away. I mean, it really just right. slip through your fingers, your fingertips. So, okay, 4:30 your time in the morning during the yeah. week is 7:30 Eastern, right? So that's kind of when we're waking up here on the I'm on the East Coast. So, uh, Philly is waking up, uh doing their thing. What are you specifically doing at 4:30 in the morning your time 7:30 Eastern?
0: So, my mornings were specifically dedicated to um deal analysis to looking at deals so the first thing i would do when i would get on my computer at like 4:35 is come in my inbox and and i like set up i so i spoke to a couple agents and i had them set me up for deals to get it in my email right so that would be the first thing i would go in and i would look at all their emails and then i would like open them up yep no yes you know and then if there's a deal then i'll be like oh okay let me put this into a model but that's what I was, my morning was re- re- reserved for uh, deal analysis, because I knew that if I found a deal, it would have to be in the morning in order for me to make everything happen that day. Because mm-hmm. um, deals would come out in the middle of the night, right? Like, because they're always getting updated. So mornings were reserved for de- deal analysis. Evenings, after kids went to sleep, was reserved for like other real estate, like watching the modules. Yeah um or other stuff but uh, i only did deal analysis in the mornings to make sure i capture and that's how i got this deal
1: it was a 5 a.m review of a deal and you know yeah. no, it works okay yeah. so what happens now for you right you're you're you again mentioned it just a little bit ago but i'd love to know like are you are you still looking at this very moment even though you're like in the middle of a rehab which yeah. is probably like making your heart beat a little faster but like what what is the process now like are you looking for deals currently in philly what's the plan to grow yeah that's a,
0: a really good question um and this is what i was saying before things have changed slightly with my schedule because i have very intentionally decided to stop looking at deals right now until i'm confident that this is the contractor i want to move forward with mm-hmm. um And I actually had like uh, a call with Nithi and we were talking about like my world plans and stuff. And my goal is to like immediately after this is to do a duplex. So I am going to I'm going to wait another month or so. Like I want to be a little bit closer to like it being complete in my first rehab. um, And knowing that this is a contractor I want to stick with, because once I have that, i'm ready you know like I, i'm ready to because then i can use the same contractor and i can go i'm just not 100 percent sure yet um things have gotten delayed a little bit and even you know, it's still new um so i'm just not 100 percent sure so i'm not looking at deals right now right now i'm just like for example this morning i had a call with a potential property manager right so out of doing like more of like the back-end work to make sure like getting my rental license and like a lot of those things um, to start getting ready for one of the property is finished. Um, but I'm not do, actively looking at deals yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully in the next month or so, I'll have a better idea because my goal would be by like September, latest
1: october, i want I want buy a, a duplex. yeah, a bird duplex. So team is so important, right? and And then you're vetting, continuing to vet this team member, your your contractor. And you've got property managers kind of lining up potentially for the for the next time that you've got an opening. Right. How are you handling that process? I mean, that's a whole other thing. Right. Deal analysis is so different from team building. Right. Essentially, that's what you're doing. You're team building. So how are you managing that piece of it? So you're vetting out your GC, your your contractor. You're working to see if this is the person that you take with you through other deals. But how are you kind of managing that relationship, especially as you're so far away? Is it like yeah. a weekly meeting? Is it like a month? Is it a daily? Are you texting them all the time? I mean, is it all, What's like, yeah. what is that like? That's a really good question. And
0: it, that is definitely the hardest part, I would say, for the first go around, right? Because I... Um, like so, yeah, I do. I I do a weekly phone call with him. Like, I'll call him on Friday. So right after this call, I'm gonna call him and just check in and stuff. Um, and then I'll usually text him like another day, like in the middle of the week. Like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Um, I have found that he's he, he, he I think he's he's really good with what he does, like as a contractor. But it's hard, and I'm not. And I from what I've been told that this is not limited to this contractor. I don't know. I guess we'll find out as I get more experience. Um, but like, for example, you know, I've asked him to send me pictures so many times and I never get it. Right. And instead, so I rely on my my contact to send me pictures. So I'm getting it through her. Right. But it's like, you know, like is that a deal breaker? Right. And that's you're thinking yeah, in your head. And that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Like, all right. You know, look, if you do a really good job for me and you stay within budget, fine, I can manage some of those things that I personally might find a little annoying, like just do what you say you're gonna do um so that's what I'm trying to figure out right like as long as the work the end product is good and we're within budget I can work with it I'll I'll work with some of the more annoying aspects of it right because it could be a personality thing so I'm still figuring that out but to answer your question I have a call with him once a week I I just call him um and then I'll like do a text check-in with him another time so like twice two weeks uh two days a week I check in and then I have my a contact there who will send me pictures once a week. So that's my way of like kind of staying on top of things. And I'm in constant communications with her. And I have a, a project, like an Excel spreadsheet, where I document, like, okay, so this week she was doing framing. We're still on framing. We're, you know, we're still on framing. Next week we're going to do it. So I have like a little timetable that I'm managing the project. So mentally I can keep track of like when things started and when things ended. Right. Um, so that's that. That is a challenging part, and that's why I was saying, like, I'm still like in that phase of learning and figuring out if this is the right person, right, right, right. I don't know. Uh, we will we'll find out. I yeah. hope. I really hope. Um, and then the and the property manager. Um, Those calls just started. I think I'm proud, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna uh, finalize on one property manager, um, but that relationship really hadn't started yet because obviously we're not at the rental okay. phase. Um, But I'm going to finalize it and get get that rolling so we can get some of the processes. started.
1: There, That's great. For those of you joining us live here in the Zoom room, feel free to post questions in the chat. After we have our conversation, I'll I'll have you turn on your camera and ask Rupali your question. If you're joining us on the Facebook Live, feel free to jump in the Zoom and you can ask your questions with us. So I have just a couple more questions for you, Rupali, before we go to questions from our audience. And uh, that would be is how you know, how would you what would you say about the program itself? So how would you recommend it to someone who is looking for support to grow a portfolio like you have started? Um, I would say that, like,
0: fully immerse yourself into it. And when I mean fully immerse yourself doesn't mean, you know, that you need to do everything that the program um you know, provides to you the resources and stuff. Um, but I think a lot of it is getting very, very clear in the beginning on like what is your vision too? I think this came up at some point in conversations with Pollock. Like, what is it that kept me going? Cause things did get frustrating when I wasn't like deals weren't working out in the beginning. Um, I think it's just being very clear on like why you're here, right? Like what is that vision? And Pollock has us like write out our five year vision in the beginning. And I am like a big believer in like manifesting things and all of that. Like I think there's a lot of power there, and so writing it out. And when the going gets tough, like I have it on my wall here next to me, and I just will look at it. Like this is what you want, O'Polly. Like don't give up, right? So like being very clear on that five year vision and um and really immersing yourself on the modules. Like you know, and another quick tip for me, which I found very helpful. It's a very small thing maybe, but I felt like it was very helpful. When I was watching the modules, I would like um, mm-hmm. screenshot the the slides because when I was done with them and when I was like in the middle of working with the contractor, instead of like repeating everything, I would like just look at my slide that I screenshot it. So just a minor tip, but <laughs> just being organized with the information, I think
1: will go a long way because sometimes things are moving very, very quickly. Well, you know, it's even, it's like school and it is school in a sense. And and actually, in some cases, more beneficial, I would almost say, in that you're using what you're learning. And yeah, no, I think that's a great tip. By the, the what you said about putting the vision up on your wherever, like a whiteboard or whatever in front yeah. of you, that's genius. I'm going to actually do yeah. that right now because yeah. it's so easy to get side, sidetracked and sidelined by life, by the family stuff, by the stuff happening day to day in your job. Yeah. yeah. I just look to
0: the side and I'm like, oh, yeah, my five-year vision. All right. I'll we'll probably keep going. <laughs> keep, don't stop. stop. <laughs> you know, stop. Stop. Okay. All right. No, no. Don't stop. Actually, do not yeah, stop. Bam, stop. But like feel whatever you're feeling. Give yourself permission to feel it, but then look at it and then move on, you know? Um. So I think that's that's the thing. And then also the qualms are super valuable. So valuable. Okay.
1: Um. I'm going to ask you to fill in blanks of this sentence again. I know you've done it before. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's different because our journey changes right so before the program i now i if you would please fill the fill in the blanks to that sentence i mean a very practical
0: um thing that i could say there before the program i had no real estate property or no investments and now i have one right i mean that's a very clear like
1: clear result of the program um so yeah yep that's it that is definitely it Rupali, anything else you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to maybe um, a, a push? <laughs> a little bit of something uh, to inspire the folks who are joining us here live, who will watch this later, uh, if they're sitting on the fence, if they're trying to figure out what to do next?
0: Yeah, um,
1: this is maybe a little bit more
0: um, specific in in for people that are doing long-distance investing. I think a big fear that we have as long distance real estate investors is forming the right team. Um, And and I was thinking about this long and hard actually recently. Um, You know, in this case, yes, I met my contractor through, um, you know, I have I have a connection in Philadelphia that's helping me through the process um, and helping me manage their contract process. And I was thinking, well, you know, next year I want to move into, let's say, Jacksonville, right? That's like an area that I want to uh, focus in on next year. And I don't have any relationships there, right? So what would I do? And I I was thinking long and hard of that. And I think that at the end of the day, um, it really is truly about relationship building. So it's like get out to the market at least once. So I actually, and I see this question, I think Charles asked me this uh, in the thing. So just to kind of, this ties in with my last point here, is that like, where, wherever you end up investing like at least go visit it once build up one or two relationships there that is so so important um and that's going to ease your nerves it's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable especially as a long-distance investor um that you have one or two people that you can rely on right so if anything like relationship building in my opinion is probably the most important aspect of a real estate investor the knowledge of course, is right but like ongoing um, it is building those relationships. Get out in that market. There's a conference that I'm going to, uh, a big real estate conference that I'm going to in San Diego. And I'm, I'm only going there because I'm like, I want to expand more nationally and I need to make more friends in the investing space, right? I need to expand my investor network and build relationships in these other states that I have no relationships in. So I think that like, you know, get out to the market, you know, meet one or two people there, an agent, make connections through obviously this platform here, there's other platforms too, um, and that can really help you go a long way and help you feel a lot more comfortable. Fabulous. Rupali,
1: thank you.